Are you obsessed with Los Angeles? Head over heels in love with the City of Angels? Well, this is the podcast for you. At LifeX LA, we hack the best in arts, eats, and activities in Los Angeles. So join us and become an LA hacker. Baby, baby. Hey, what's going on, LA Hackers? This is your host, Stefan, and this is episode number 46. Now, we're currently still under this whole COVID-19 lockdown here in Los Angeles, and really for most of the world. And not going to lie, it really, really sucks, especially as the weather is getting nicer and nicer, and, you know, we can't go out there and enjoy it. But with all that being said, I consider myself and, you know, most of us to be super lucky because we're healthy, we have good immune systems, we can still go out every once in a while as long as we're staying away from people and, and you know keeping that physical distancing. And you know, if we really need to go out to the grocery store and get food, we can go out there once a week and, and do that as long as we're taking all the proper precautions. But what about the people who aren't so fortunate? Uh, people who are vul- more vulnerable to this pandemic, you know, like older people, maybe a disabled people, or, or even people with weaker immune systems, and especially if they live alone, you know, they don't have someone that can help them out with the things that we're kind of taking for granted. Well, it may not be easy or even possible for them to grocery to go to the grocery store. And that's where people like my guest today comes in, because these are some of the people who have really stepped up in Los Angeles to help everyone out, help out the, the most vulnerable in our society. And my guest today's name is Kayla. She started Shopping Helpers L.A., And what they do is they match up volunteer shoppers with people who need it. And the volunteer will go out there and make the shopping trip for that vulnerable vulnerable person and bring back what they need directly to their home so they don't have to go out there and expose themselves. It's a really great idea that just popped up a few weeks ago from someone who just wanted to help out her fellow Angelinos. And get this, guys. She's only 19 years old. So I'm not the only one who's been super impressed with her story and how she's been giving back with Shopping Helpers LA as she's popped up on TV interviews and radio interviews and, and uh, media stories all over the place. But people are, are you know just really impressed with someone that's that young who's decided to give back and really make an impact on the community. So in this interview, she shares what, what inspired her to start Shopping Helper, Helpers LA with her sister, how it made, how it was able to make an impact so quickly and also how people can help as volunteers to um, help that organization. And of course, she also shares some of her favorite hacks about Los Angeles. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy this interview with Kayla from Shopping Helpers LA. And as always, make sure you stay for the end of the episode as I share a few hacks I have for how you can give back to your Los Angeles community. All right, enjoy the interview, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, what's going on, LA Hackers? Welcome to another episode. And today's guest is Kayla from Shopping Helpers LA. How are you today, Kayla? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good considering all the craziness going on. Are are you holding up okay? (laughs) Definitely, yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're going to talk today about a charity that you created to kind of help deal with this COVID situation that we're going on, that's going on during the time of this recording. And but before we do that, can I'd just like to know a little bit more about you. Where are you from originally and how did you make your way to LA? So I'm originally, I mean, I grew up all over Long Beach, Huntington Beach, Redondo Beach, Manhattan Beach, uh, just a bunch of different beach cities. And eventually when I was in high school, I relocated to LA. My family moved here 
and I've been here ever since. Well, you figured it out early on because um, I didn't move to the beach city so recently. And oh, I'm, in, nice. I'm, I'm in heaven. <laughs> I'm like, I should have been here all the time. <laughs> but what, what part of Los Angeles do you live in now? I live in Beverlywood. It's like near the Pico Robertson area. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love that ex area except for the traffic. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I mean, now you don't have to worry about that with Corona. Yeah, that's true. The freeways that's are true. empty. Okay, so you've lived in a lot of places. So this is a good question for you because you've kind of seen a lot of Los Angeles and experienced a lot of it. What are your favorite things in general about living in LA, kind of like on a high level? Definitely the weather. Um, that's great. I love hiking. There's such beautiful hiking trails here. Um, I love thrifting and there's amazing thrift stores here. So that's definitely a bonus. Um, I just love going to Santa Monica, going to the beach, running bikes, just traveling around LA. There's so many beautiful things to see. Yeah, there's so much to do. You, you know, with the thrifting, what are some of your favorites? I know that there's the Melrose one and then there's, there's this one, um, it's in one of those Canyon cities. I forget the name of it. But uh, anyway, what, what are some of your favorite thrifting places? Hmm, definitely Crossroads. I love Crossroads. They actually just opened one in Culver City before Corona happened. Um, and I'm obsessed with thrifting. I go to all the different crossroads. I love Goodwill. I love just like the random ones and random towns. I just love thrifting. I actually started a little thrifting Instagram account way before Corona, like a month before. And I started posting like me, my thrifting adventures, but then this came along. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh man, we should have another episode where you come on about thrifting. It's not something I've <laughs> thought about before, but usually when I post <laughs> about thrifting, it's pretty popular. So, Yeah, people love it here. Okay, well, we'll put that on the back burner. For now, you're here to talk about Shopping Hel Helpers LA, a charity you started to respond to this coronavirus situation we're going, that's going on right now. Can you describe for our audience what it's about and, and, and how you came up with the idea? Yeah, so basically what we do is we provide shopping assistance for elderly, for immunocompromised. And how we do that is it's a free service. We set them up with a volunteer who does their shopping and then delivers it to their home for them. Wow. That, and that idea just came to you, obviously, because the need was there. But I mean, I mean, what, how did you start it? Like you just... Yeah, so this, so we started it. It was, I think it was before the official quarantine, but it was just like stay at home orders. Um, so we were watching the news, like me and my, fam my family and I, one night, and we just saw how big of an impact it has on the elderly and how many elderly were in the hospitals and how much it's affecting them. And we thought, okay, this is our time. Like, let's just get a group of young people, a group of college students who don't have classes right now, just get a group together and start doing some shopping for them. And obviously it started super local. We just reached out to some neighbors. I made a WhatsApp chat. I sent it out to my friends, to different groups I'm in. And slowly it just started becoming a really big thing. That's amazing because I think a lot of us think about doing stuff like that. You know, like I've thought about it many times. I kind of have uh -huh. a of starting this particular charity, but we don't take that kind of action. That's pretty amazing that you're able to just jump on it and just start doing it. Uh -huh. you know? Yeah. Uh, I think when you just have the spark of an idea, you just have to do it right away. No, start small. Yeah. I, I mean, looking at your service, it, I mean, it, it, what was the biggest challenge? Was it getting volunteers or was it getting the word out for people who need the service or a combination of both? How did you handle that? 
Um, so I think it was mainly just, I mean, we started the group chat and the next day we already had 150 volunteers. And then slowly the volunteers were just growing and growing and growing and now we have hundreds of volunteers. But I think the main um, just issue, I wouldn't say issue, but the main kind of issue is just getting a lot of volunteers who can constantly do orders. Because obviously everyone has different times and it's all volunteer based. Um, but definitely getting people in need is no problem. There's no lack of people in need here. We've reached out to just different leaders in the community, synagogues, churches, um, just different organizations, senior organizations. And that was super easy to just get people in need because there's just such a huge need for it. But mm -hmm. I think the most, the hardest part was just finding volunteers who can really dedicate their time all the time. Um, just the more, the better. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's something most of us don't think about. Like, for example, we've been doing mm -hmm. a lot of um, delivery grocery orders and you know, if you're tech savvy or younger, you might just think, oh, why don't you just order online? But a lot of older people aren't even aware of that or, or they need someone mm -hmm. to help guide them through that, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. And even like the Instacart services and services like that, they don't always have times available now. Like I tried to order for myself, for my family, and it was just like three or four days in advance you had to order. So it really just depends. And also a lot of these people I think what they love about our service is that they get to talk to us on the phone and they feel really connected to us and they feel like it's a shared experience, not just ordering online. Yeah. It's someone directly yeah. helping them. It's almost like you're exactly. their grandchild helping them through this. Right? Exactly. And they're so sweet. They give us such positive feedback and they really just teach us so much. I think we're learning way more than we're giving to them. And, you know, I didn't realize this until right before this interview, because I, you know, looked up some past interviews you did. You, so mm -hmm. you're saying you guys are college students? Yeah. Yeah, we're college students. Um, I study here at a local online college, and my sister lives in Israel, actually. And she came back because of this whole situation to be with the family. So we've both been doing this together. And she's back in college now doing all her work, but I took a pause on my college studies for now. Wow, that's amazing because, you know, we connected a couple weeks ago. I posted about Shopping Helpers LA and we talked back and forth. Mm -hmm. and I just assumed that you were someone in your mid-20s or something. I had no idea, or late <laughs> yeah, 20s. I didn't 19. realize that you were a college student. That's pretty incredible. Uh, yeah. have, you, have you had um, experience with this in the past, like starting a charitable organization? I mean, I haven't started one, but I've always just been involved with things here and there or just like different little groups to give back to people, like little groups with my friends, putting little things together, but nothing to this extent. Yeah. Okay, so this next question, I mean, you obviously have a massive amount of shopping experience now, um, <laughs> you know, within this, the context of this weird situation that we're in. I mean, I try not to go mm -hmm. to the grocery store with the few times I've had to go. It's just bizarre, right? I mean, you walk in there and no one's looking at each other and they've all got masks on. Um, so I wanted to ask you for people that don't necessarily need the service, but they need to go shopping themselves or they need to go shopping for someone in their family who can't go. What are some of your tips in general for shopping in this COVID weird situation we got going on? I think just honestly take all the safety precautions that they're telling us to, for example, just wearing gloves, washing our hands a lot, using hand sanitizer, wearing a mask, and just try not, like normally, I think when you go to the grocery store, you touch, let's say, a bunch of apples to find the right one. So I would just say limit that. Try not to touch too many things. Try to only take what you need. 
and yeah. It's pretty crazy, like stuff that you don't, you're not aware of. For example, when, mm -hmm. they, when they said, well, just don't touch your face. I was like, oh, that's easy. I just won't touch my face. And then I realized how many times a day I touched my oh face. Oh my gosh, I know. I was like, I had no idea I touched my face this much until I started thinking about it, you know? Yeah, it makes you so hyper aware. Yeah. Of all the little things we do. Now, now, this might be a tough one because the situation changes so rapidly. For example, mm -hmm. the first two weeks, it was hard to get any, get your hands on toilet paper or water or whatever. But mm -hmm. have you found, I think it's been, what, a month now? Five weeks since we've been on lockdown? Mm -hmm. Something um, like that. When, when an elderly person or someone needs help gives you their list or whatever, it, has it been hard for you to find it? Or do you, do you know uh, specific stores that you can go to where you're more likely to get it? Or how's that been working out? We haven't, in the beginning, we obviously had that issue a lot. We were just like, we would only be able to get half the list done. But now it hasn't been an issue lately. The stores have stocked up. Um, they're well aware of everything happening. So they're extra stocking up. And it's been really good. We haven't had that issue for a little while now. Yeah, I think it's this thing, especially nowadays, where people are very suspicious of anything the government tells you. But they mm -hmm. were definitely right on that one. Because they were like, why are you people hoarding like there's no point where the supply lines are not down like they're still going to be delivering this stuff and sure definitely. enough you go to the back to these stores and like you said it's it seems to be pretty back to normal now definitely yeah and actually in the beginning when we started this we had a company donate us a thousand rolls of toilet paper so that was really great because we just started putting in a few rolls with each order because that was back when there was no toilet paper available Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Are, are you studying uh, PR in college or marketing? No, not at you all. You need to switch I'm your actually... major right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually studying psychology. But oh, okay. I'm well, definitely open to into uh, exploring. Yeah, because I have a marketing background and it, you know, that's, that's a talent to be able to contact people, contact the right people, get them to agree with what you need. Even though it's for charity, it's, you know, the principles are basically the same. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I was going to actually ask you about that because, you know, things are looking pretty bleak right now as we record this. You know, people li listen to these episodes at different times, but right mm -hmm. now we're still on lockdown and everything. Uh, but, you know, one day COVID will be over, hopefully sooner rather than later. Are you, have you thought about continuing shopping Helpers LA or, or maybe going in a different direction or, or keeping it around somehow? What, what is that going to look like? Yeah, so I, we definitely want to continue this service. I think the more we've just done this and the longer, I mean, at the beginning we thought, okay, there's just going to be a few seniors, you know, some of our neighbors, some friends who are going to need help. And we've just found such an expansive group of people who are so in need, whether or not this Corona thing is happening, you know? And like also, for example, a lot of social workers from different hospitals have been calling us with their clients and saying, oh, they, they're recovering. They don't have grandkids or any kids here. So would you be able to get them groceries? And that need doesn't stop. Whether or not Corona is happening, people are still going to be in hospitals. People are still going to need our service who can't just go on Instacart in order, especially because we are a volunteer service and it is free of charge. I think there's definitely going to be a need for it, whether or not Corona is happening. So we're definitely excited to see where this takes us and to ride along in this adventure. Yeah, and I think it's something that's probably COVID shone a light on that we generally mm -hmm. don't even think about, like these elderly people who might need things that we take for granted, you know? Definitely. And it's so humbling to hear them just 
to hear about their experience with Corona, not just with lack of groceries, just hear how they're dealing with it and how they're coping with it. It's just really inspiring to hear all those stories. Yeah, especially when it's not only that they have the difficulty of getting food, but they're mm-hmm. specifically the most susceptible to getting sick as well. So it's like this mm-hmm. fear also. And then a lot of these elderly people live at home alone. They don't live in a, in a home with other people, exactly. other people taking care exactly. of them. You know, they might have a family member who visits them once a week or no family members at all. So Exactly. And you just see how desperate they are. And it's really just humbling and you realize how grateful you should be. And it's really made me appreciate my life so much more and all the volunteers' lives. Yeah. Now, do they generally reach out to you themselves or there's someone on their behalf like, oh, I've got my grandmother who lives here and I don't have any way to get there to help her. Can you help her out? Is that, is that generally how it works? Um, so usually they'll reach out to us themselves, but we do obviously get calls from like their grandkids or like, um, their caretakers who can't be with them now call us pretty often, but usually it's the, it's just the older people calling us or, or they have like their kids or, um, their grandkids go on our website and fill out the form for them. And do you cover all of Los Angeles or if there's someone calling from a place that's kind of out of the way, you know, you just try to find someone that can help them or how does that work? Yeah, so right now we're covering most of Los Angeles. We have all the different areas and we actually just expanded to the South Bay and to Long Beach um, and those areas as well. So, and we hope to cover Orange County within the next week or two. So it's just been really great and really we're just expanding and we really have volunteers all over LA County. So it's really great. And the volunteers do the delivery, but are you doing kind of the logistics of it? Like trying to figure out who should go where? Or? Yeah, exactly. So I'm the coordinator. Obviously I have done some shopping, but with all the new volunteers and all the new stuff going on, I've been really um, just doing the back end work and the coordinating and emails and calls and just making sure all the, orders get taken care of. I can imagine how much work that must be. (laughs) It's rewarding work. Yeah. You know, if there's anyone out there listening who can create an app, I think that would be an awesome solution. Like an (laughs) Uber for a volunteer. Yeah, we're working on that. Yeah. We are. And we actually, our software, we have a new software coming out by the end of the week, um, which will be a huge game changer for us. And it'll be, the volunteers will automatically just be able to log on to our site and see all the claimed and unclaimed orders in their area. Wow, so that's, that's amazing. Yeah. And okay. then eventually we hope to get an app pretty soon. That just takes a while longer. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is this service will be on the website, like the volunteer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Cause right now we're going through WhatsApp, but it's just not practical to scale it that way. So hopefully with this um, new software, we're going to be able to, I've already gotten in touch with people from different states, Miami, we're going to open a branch, we're going to open in New York, New Jersey, um, just a bunch of different states, Montana, someone contacted me today. We just really hope to expand all throughout the USA. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, so I have so many questions about this, but I don't want to get too... Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't want to get too much in the details, but um, it's really amazing what you're doing. I mean, I think with all the negative news out there today, like, and then you see, especially people from your generation, um, are 
put in a negative light sometimes with situations mm-hmm. like this, you know, like, they're, oh, they're all at the beach party and they don't care about anybody. So it's really cool. And I commend you for, um, for doing this. Oh, thank you. It's all because of the volunteers. That's what keeps our program going. Yeah. And them too. I mean, there's obviously hundreds of people who are pitching in to, to, to help yeah. out. It's really incredible. Even if someone just does one delivery, you know, each delivery makes a huge difference to these people's lives. Okay, so we've talked about the charity and hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll um, give more information as far as how people can find it and how they can volunteer. But I wanted to get into some LA questions. You said you've lived okay. here pretty much your whole life, right? Um, kind of. I mean, I said California, but LA since high school. Oh, okay. So, yeah. um, so what are some of the things you're most looking forward to getting back to when life gets back to normal since we have so much to do in this amazing city? Hmm. Oh, my favorite thing to do is just picnic, take a hike and bring some food with you picnic at the top or just go to the beach and picnic. That, those are my favorite things to do. Just bike ride on the beach, um, go thrifting, you know, just living life in the outdoors, taking adventures with friends, meeting new people, going to dance parties, all of that good stuff. Yeah. And it's going to be nice to have to not think about it anymore. Right. <laughs> like mm-hmm. right now we're like, okay, do I have my hand sanitizer? Do I have my mask? I know. That's yeah, pretty crazy. What, what are some of your favorite places to picnic? Um, I love going to Runyon Canyon. That's one of my favorites just cause it's a super easy and quick hike. Um, I love, Ooh, my favorite is picnicking in Malibu. It's just by sunset and it's pretty empty there. The beach it's just so beautiful to sit on the rocks, bring some food with a friend or two, and just lay out there and watch the sunset. That's definitely one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. I mean, Malibu sunset and a picnic. That's amazing. It's perfect. <laughs> you mentioned Runyon. Have you tried Lake Hollywood? That's not that far from there. No, I haven't tried that. Oh, okay. But so Lake we'll Hollywood. Yeah, it's not far from Runyon, but the cool thing about it is, and I know because I used to live by there, so I would go there. there mm-hmm. There's this grass park. And the Hollywood sign is right above you. It's basically as close as you can get to the Hollywood sign without having to hike. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's a really nice place to picnic. I will definitely give that a try. Yeah, add it to your list, the picnic list. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I wanted to ask you this question. It's kind of along the same lines. And Mm -hmm. imagine again that COVID is over, whether that's six months from now or a year from now or two years from now. But life is totally back to normal in LA. We're all living our dream LA days. And what would that be for me, for you? Like waking up, going to bed, can you take us through a perfect day in Los Angeles for you? Okay, let's see. Ideal day, wake up at around 536, uh, go to yoga or go on a hike and starting early, then maybe catch up with a friend, eat breakfast, do some work, go to a cafe, do some more work. Um, what else? And at night, I love just doing, after all my work, I love waking up early and then having the night to just have some fun and experience new things. So I think ideally would be just eating dinner with a friend or with family, going some fun place, all of that. What are some uh, good coffee shops and restaurants that you live nearby that you normally go to? Um, I go to this coffee shop near my house. It's called Undergrind. It's like a really low-key, small coffee shop. So I love it there because it's quiet, and I just go and do my work there a lot. Um, Yeah, and I love just working outside as well, going to a park and just bringing my laptop with me. 
a lot of your dream day revolves around work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, if you can work in a good environment, you know, that's Yeah, that's good, it makes so. it fun. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much, Kayla. I, I wanted to ask you, is there anything else you want people to know about Shopping Helpers LA or just tips on living in Los Angeles that we didn't already talk about or I didn't ask you? Um, I guess I can just give the website and tell them how to fill out the form. Okay. Okay, so the website for now is my, myshla.com. So myshla, Shopping Helpers LA. And on the website, it's super simple. They just press the request assistance form, fill that out. It goes straight to our system, and then we just set them up with a volunteer. Okay, great. And obviously, on the other side, if someone's in need, they can just uh, go to that website, or do they call? Or Yeah, or they preferably the website, but if they don't have internet, they can definitely call us, or usually they'll call anyways if they have questions or um, just to let, let us know that they submitted the form. So our business phone number is 323-628-7071. And that's the best way to get a hold of us. They can text that number or call that number. It all goes through to our cell phones. Okay, awesome, Kayla. Thank you so much for coming on. Once again, I really appreciate, we all appreciate what you're doing. And I really Thank look forward you. to seeing where, where Shopping Helpers LA goes after COVID, like you mentioned, because yeah. I think it's something the community needs and um, hopefully mm -hmm. it'll grow. It'll just continue to grow. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I'm right. so happy we got to have this combo. Okay. All right, kids. Take <laughs> care and keep up the good work. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye. bye, -bye. Hey, this is Stefan. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Kayla from Shopping Helpers LA. And if you want to find out more about their organization or maybe even volunteer to help them out, you can do that at myshla.com or you can find them on Instagram at Shopping Helpers LA. It's really awesome to see people from a younger generation giving back to people from an older generation. And I hope that Kayla and Shopping Helpers LA keep up the great work. All right, guys, so it's time for my special little hack for giving back in Los Angeles. Luckily for us, we have so many amazing charities in our city and we have a lot of need as well. But one that speaks to me and one that I'm really into is the beach cleanups and you know I'm a pretty mellow guy but one thing that drives me nuts is littering uh, especially when you see it at the beach or some beautiful place like that you know like somewhere with a view or, or hiking trails or on the beach out in nature I mean in the city it's bad enough but when you see it out in nature it just really drives me crazy so I'm gonna give a shout out to the beach cleanups and you know we have a lot of opportunities to volunteer for those so they have these group ones. Um, each beach has has different ones where you can take a group like a, a you know, like a, a workplace or even a, a classroom, or you can even take a group of your private friends and you can do something official through the Adopt a Beach program. And you can just Google that, um, you know, California Adopt a Beach program. It'll bring up the parks uh, website and you can do it that way. And that's more of like an official one. Or you can just do what I do every once in a while. I'll take my son and I'll go down with a couple garbage bags and those little picker-upper things and we'll just pick up some trash. Um, some beaches are worse than others, but we all got to do our part to keep those beaches clean because, man, we're given this beautiful gift of uh, the beach and, and these hiking trails and stuff. So anyway, I'll get off my soapbox, but that's my special giving back to LA community. And like I said, it's easy. Like you don't, you can either do it the official way by joining one of these organizations, or you can just go out yourself 
um, you know, every couple months or so and pick an area of the beach to pick up. So everyone would appreciate clean, nice beaches. All right, guys, that's all I have for you this week, and I will. I hope to see you next week. Bye.